Hi, my name is Felicia, and today I want to share with you guys my mission statement, so to speak. Um, if you haven't already, I want you to like and subscribe to my page. I want to share with you all why I am a bipolar success coach. I was diagnosed bipolar in 2010. That was about 14 years ago um, after a manic episode. And if you look up bipolar one and manic episodes, I checked almost every single box. Um, I want to kind of tell you a little bit about who I was before and how hard it was for people to really see that, that something was wrong until it was too late. I had grown up, I was always happy-go-lucky, I was a dreamer at heart, unapologetically myself every day. I would have, I would have bad days like any other person, but I was always social, I was always happy, I, I always had friends popping out everywhere. At the time, I worked at Cracker Barrel living on my own, and my apartment was the place to be. Everybody came there. It was normal to have five or ten people over at any given time, um, at least one or two friends. You know, um, At Cracker Barrel, being a server, it was always a huge social environment. Had a lot of friends there. Every day I would walk in just pumped. You know, people, people are excited to see me. I'm excited to hear about their sex capades and, you know, maybe the bitch at 211, right? At table 211. Um, it was always a social thing. I would walk in and Felicia, 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 hey, Felicia, you know, and I had never felt anything other than happiness. I had never been depressed. I had never been anxious. Um, and as the weeks led up to my actual manic episode, what started happening was I started talking in like metaphorical terms, you know, I started looking at things like bigger and, and things like that. And people couldn't really nail down what was going on. They just knew something was a little bit off. It was hard to see because I've always been kind of jittery and a dreamer. I would always say like, I want to be famous one day. I think I have a calling, da, 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 da. Well, it became delusional when I quit my job at Cracker Barrel. It, came it became delusional when I started talking to Jimmy Fallon through my TV. Now, this wasn't schizophrenia. It wasn't like I was hearing voices, which if you do hear voices, I get it. There's nothing, you know, that schizophrenia is, is what it is, but it just was not that. It was delusion of grandeur is what it was. It was, I thought that Jimmy Fallon knew who I was and he was talking to me on his late show and that's where it all began. I started, I wouldn't sleep, I wouldn't eat, I would stay up all night writing in my journal. I would say, I'm gonna be like Little Wayne, I have so much to say. Um, I had notes written everywhere in my apartment. The people who were around then and who were really close to me knew something was up because I wasn't on drugs. I mean, I was a pothead. But who wasn't, you know, it was, I, I would drink a little bit, but I was, I was a pothead. And that's not what you do <laughs> when you're a pothead, you know, pothead, pot, potheads are like chill. You're supposed to smoke and chill. I was never chill. I would just get even more ramped up. Well, come to find out I was in a full blown manic episode. Okay. It was wild. I thought, I mean, at the end of the day, the cops came to my house because my parents had to do something. And they knew that at the time I wasn't on drugs, but even the cops at that time were like, is she on cocaine? Is she on, what is she on? And everybody around me was like, the girl smokes weed. That's about it. Like, this is something else. 
And I, one of my friends came to check on me one night. I had the music blaring. The door was wide open. Um, and I had a mantra of, you better be happy. If you're not happy, then you get the F out. And I just went off. And if, if you showed any concern, if you weren't happy, I, I went off. That is all mania, okay? I thought of myself as like a godlike person. I remember thinking to myself like, I'm going to be famous. There's going to be interviews with me. And, and Oprah Winfrey is doing her research on me right now. Even when I was in Uville Hospital, I'm talking about I had been directed there via cop car because my parents didn't know what the heck to do. I'm sitting in my apartment spiraling, but I didn't know I was spiraling, okay? This is after my parents had phone calls from my friends. Something is not right. Something is not right with Felicia. I wasn't sleeping. I had lost a lot of weight. I was just going, I was going crazy, literally, is what it was. And I finally, the cops came. I was taken to L Hospital. That's a, you know, a campus here in Kentucky where I live. And they had to like observe and, and, and do all this stuff. So ultimately they wanted to make sure I wasn't on drugs and figure that out first. When they found pretty much THC in my system, they knew that something was going on. When I was in the waiting room, I, <laughs> there was a nice little homeless woman in the waiting room with me and maybe not homeless, whatever, but she was in there and she looked, you know, she looked a little homey, right? I firmly believed that that was Michael Jackson dressed up as a homeless woman in there with me because I thought some, and by the way, that was 2010. Michael Jackson had died in 2009, which I was well aware of. I thought somehow or another he had like embodied this person and I kept saying, I know who you are, I know who you are. It was wild. I thought in the hospital that Oprah Winfrey was disguised as a woman in the hospital because she was doing research on me because she was gonna do this big interview on me. I also thought that I was gonna be the next Dr. Phil because I also thought that Dr. Phil's son was like the nurse in the hospital with me, again, doing his own research and he was gonna report back to Dr. Phil, his dad. It was wild. That is completely 100% delusion and I was in a manic episode. I did not know that. So then I was transported to a mental hospital for about 10 days. There, they got me on all kinds of drugs to make me sleep and make me come down. Still, I wasn't really aware of anything. I just knew I was somewhere. You know, I'm, I remember I tried to walk out the front door and I couldn't leave. So they put me on a, a red band so I couldn't leave the floor I was on because I was like gonna escape or something. Um, my psychiatrist, his last name was Spears, and I thought he was Britney Spears' dad. I mean, through the whole the whole thing, it was just, it was wild. It was a manic episode. Now, taking time to talk about this is gonna, is gonna make you understand why I am doing this today. Coming out of the hospital, I finally understood, okay, I have a diagnosis of bipolar, I have a disorder, but I did not have a clue what was gonna come. I did not have a clue what depression was. I didn't have a clue what anxiety was and feeling anxious. I had no idea that was coming. And if I did, things would have looked a lot different. What goes up must come down, I did not know that. 
I did not know there was any kind of bipolar cycle that happens when you have a manic episode. You pretty much know you're going to be depressed or have a low period. Now, that's just a bipolar cycle. What meds do is make it, make it so it's not a full-blown manic episode and it's not a terrible bout of depression. It's somewhere in the middle. It levels you out. Well, in the process of getting on medication, you have to find your level. You have to find the medication that works, and this is a whole process. It takes a lot of time. At the end of the day, I got so depressed that I started questioning who I even was. I asked my mom and dad multiple times, am I ever going to be me again? Am I ever going to be fun again? It makes me want to cry thinking about it. It was a terrible experience for someone to have. And for me, that was my cross to bear and my trauma. But I thought that my whole life was a lie. I thought that the person before my manic episode was all a lie because I was just manic my whole life. That's not true. I was who I was and then, I, and then it morphed into a manic episode, okay? If I would have known and had been told by somebody that has been in my position before and has come out the other side, if I had someone to tell me, Felicia, this is all normal. You're gonna come back. Your personality is gonna come back. This is just a cycle that you're on. You just got diagnosed. Your brain went through some terrible trauma. Your family went some, through some trauma. Your friends went through some trauma seeing all that. It is a process to climb back out of. If I would have heard that and had someone there to coach me, my whole life would have looked a ton different. I would have been able to see the light at the end of the tunnel and I would have had a yellow brick road to follow. I had none of that. It was all just a black hole. It was emptiness. I thought now I'm just this boring person who has no personality and no emotion. I got anxious when I walked into work. I had to quit Cracker Barrel again. I got my job back and had to quit again because I could not handle it. It was, I had never felt anxious. Um, I couldn't hang out with my friends anymore. I couldn't walk into a room and feel good and feel me and make other people feel awesome. And it was awful. And it, my own psychiatrist didn't make me feel better. He was good at diagnosing and he was good at that and helping me with my meds. But at the time I needed him to make me feel better, he did not. My parents were always there physically and they did great, but they still didn't know what to say. They had no idea. There's no book on what happens if your daughter has a mental breakdown and is bipolar. I would ask them and be needing, needing them to tell me, no, this is okay. We're just getting through it. But they didn't know. They, they didn't know if I was going to be back to normal one day. What did they know? My own psychiatrist, I asked him, I said, is this it? Is this it? Is this, is this all it is now? Is this who I am now? Was my whole life a lie? He said, maybe. And that was shattering. It was earth shattering to hear that. And so the reason that I'm doing this now is to help the me's of 2010. Because if I had Felicia now for Felicia in 2010, my whole life would have been different. It took me five years to get back to where I am now. Five years. And if I can help somebody cut that in half, or maybe even a year, if I can help somebody get through the toughest time in their life, I will do it every single day. Because there is nothing more, there's nothing lower than thinking that your life is a lie and that this is it, and that I'm just this emotionless 
per person that doesn't know how to talk to people anymore, that doesn't know how to be around their friends anymore, that doesn't feel confident anymore, that doesn't have the light shining anymore. None of that. It was all gone. And if I had someone, a coach, a bipolar success coach who had been through exactly what I've been through, I'm not even talking about a doctor. I'm not even talking about a therapist. A therapist is great and I have a therapist to this day. But it something is to be said about somebody who has walked in your shoes and have felt exactly how you have felt and have come out the other side because not only have they been in your shoes, not only have they felt like you have felt, but they have come out the other side and they can help you do that. So I wanted to share that with people today. I want people to know that I have been through some bipolar stuff to the, to the 10th power. You know, you look up bipolar one and it is me poster child and coming down from that is awful. And if there are people out there going through that and don't know what the heck is going on and don't know if they're ever going to come back or be the person they were before their bipolar episode or even need help getting to the stages that bipolar is, I want to help those people because, um, you know, I'm going to talk about there are cycles in bipolar. There are stages to get through, you know, and once I start this, I'm going to talk about the stage that you're in and how to get to the next stage in your bipolar cycle. You know, stage one is flailing. You don't know what the hell's going on. And there's going to be a few more stages after that. But stage five is flying. People are going to learn how to fly again. They're going to be themselves. They're going to not only have tools and solutions but they're gonna know and they're gonna accept that they're bipolar and understand that every single day there is a possibility that you can be manic or depressed. But with the right medications, with the right lifestyle, it can all be managed. And when that does happen, you know it's coming on. I freaking feel that monster of depression coming on right now. What do I do to get rid of it? Because it's gonna happen. Nothing lasts. In my last video, I talked about that. Nothing lasts accept it and know how to get through it fast. Because if you don't have tools in your toolbox, you could be in an ongoing manic episode and you can be depressed for weeks, months, or years. And then if you have somebody there to tell you, here's what's going to happen. Here are your tools. When that happens, boom, you're out of it in a day instead of weeks, instead of months. So if you haven't already, like and subscribe to my page, but I also want you to comment on this video if you have anything to say or if you have been there before and you're looking for help, I want to help you. Um, like and subscribe. Have a ballin' and bipolar day.